Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. The liberals, not the conservatives, are the ones who pound, pound, pound. Uh, not appropriate. Plan, 
everybody, welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. That was a pretty heavy news week, so we're going to do a two-hour pod this week. Uh, no separation between the upfront hour and the podcast hour. We're just going to start powering through all these clips. Thanks to everybody in the Discord who uh, gave me way more uh, news stories and clips than I could have even imagined asking for. Um, and uh, it's discord.me slash Echoplex. If you want to support this project, go to eplex.store. You can buy stuff there, or you can sign up for a subscription. Works exactly like Patreon. Or you go to patreon.com slash Echoplex and support this story. Or support this story. Support this show. Um, <clears throat> as everyone knows, you know, something happened this week. Uh, the former president was indicted and then uh, turned himself in. So we have a lot of stuff on that. And we're going to start off with uh, Pizzagate Jack, or maybe uh, maybe we'll call him Bumble Jack. I, for, I don't whichever you prefer here. This is Jack Posobiec. And he's going to talk about what it was like when Trump boarded the flight from Florida to go to New York. So we're looking now at this footage of President Trump as he's going up the stairs to Mar-a-Lago. Excuse me, up the stairs to Trump Force One. He left Mar-a-Lago for Trump Force One. The plane is taxiing off right now on its way to New York City. He he waved. He waved once to the cameras, to the crowd, and in a sense, he's waving goodbye to the republic that once was. <laughs> he's waving goodbye to Oh yeah, it's just that so dramatic. The republic has been lost. We're, we are a new country now, and it's as simple as that. We are a new country now and we are an uncharted waters gavin what, what what's your takeaway man? look i think he's he's uh optimistic uh he's in good spirits uh considering everything that he's facing right now uh you know i think he's in good physical shape he didn't trip up uh like our current uh president does uh oh, yeah. uh -oh. Well, i just have to point it out he, he made it up every step a perfect a perfect walk a perfect walk Some it was the best walk one of the best walks the best walk what the fuck it, it was magnificent. I walked up those stairs like no one else has ever walked upstairs. The motherfucker just walked up some stairs, man. And yeah, Joe Biden's an old man and he tripped and fell walking upstairs once. Like, again, I don't want to go back to it. All Biden had to do when he tripped and fell was just fucking stop, look around for a second, collect himself, pick himself up, and then uh, keep walking up the stairs. But instead, he tried to act like he tried to like pick himself up while he was falling. And, you know, I'm 46 and I can't do that, so... I don't know why an old man like Biden would do that, but these people have jokes about it forever. So up next, we have Marjorie the Gathering outside of the courthouse in New York trying to uh, give a speech. Shout out to News to Share for the clip. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene! Ladies and gentlemen, please show that New Yorkers are respectful. Get out of here. Back up. You're not going to get anything. Listen to the kind officer. Back up. Back up. Come on. Show some respect. Act a little nice. You earn respect. Not we love our NYPD, you know, they're not paid enough for this. 
this, so please, please. Guys, this is not the last plane out of Saigon. Please calm down. Back what the fuck? This is not the last plane out of Saigon? All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more round of applause for Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene! Marjorie the Gathering, everybody. Marjorie the Gathering. You can't hear her. This is great. He's like telling everybody to shut up. cheat on a bunch of business forms. Oh, she's playing the hits, baby. She's playing the hits. She's like not even she's not even there really to do anything about the trial. She's just there to play the hits. I trust porn stars more than I trust most members of Congress, but that's just me. President Trump would be a threat to democracy, but the real threat of democracy is today, when they are arresting him. I cannot believe that this is happening. And here we are, we're standing here in this park in New York City, a city that used to be a great city, but is no more. Oh, yo, yikes, dude. Imagine imagine if somebody from, like, up some politician from uh, New York went out to some, like, rural place and said, oh, rural America used to be great, but now it's just fucking meth and uh, fucking opiates. Fuck y'all. Like, imagine, like, what, what, what Fox News would implode for, like, a month over that. New Yorkers, you know what they love about themselves? They love that they're New Yorkers, Marjorie the Gathering. You, you are not, you do not know how to read the room. And we have a DA here that won't prosecute crime because he is colluding with Biden's Department of Justice to persecute 
You're committing assault against people by making loud noises. Officers who are doing their jobs trying to keep a You're making loud noises, I say, through my bullhorn. <laughs> way outnumbered by protesters and press. This is so sad. found innocent you're just found not guilty that was great shout out to the people with the whistles fuck yeah shout out to the people with the whistles it's like a non-violent way to kind of sh- shut somebody the fuck up so here's pizzagate jack posobic or maybe we'll call him um bumble jack i don't know i think i like pizzagate jack jack posobic better uh here's him trying to give a speech at the uh indictment event again shout out to news to share for the clip new york city who said yesterday that he's gonna arrest any of us peaceful protesters exercising our first amendment right to express our grievances when i don't see any of you getting arrested it looks like the cops are there protecting you because of the criminals that run through that revolving doors of justice that they don't arrest so the mayor of this city fuck off Oh, that was inspiring. Inspiring, I say. Inspiring. And to the DA. <laughs> Fuck off. To 
that you will ever be. This is why we're here, because you let the murderers out of this, out of the jails to kill every day. And you're worried about this petty shit? Go have another fucking hamburger, you piece of shit! All right, Scott's gonna go back to teach. What kind of insult is, or like jeer, or, cha- or what? Go have another hamburger, you piece of shit. I, I enjoy a hamburger every once in a while. Conservative commentators, pundits, all the rest. I want to welcome a good friend of the club, of President Donald J. Trump, a speaker at our gala this past year. Please give a warm New York welcome to Jack Posobiec. Oh, I bet there are people who would like to give him a good New York welcome. Um. Just for, not for nothing, like, New York City is a pretty safe fucking place. Is this thing on? Can I be heard out there in the streets of New York City? Why are we here this morning? I I wonder, too. What are you doing there? Because Joe Biden and the Democrats and the media are terrified of the people of this country. They're terrified of free Americans. They're terrified of the voters. They're terrified of people having a voice. And that's why they're trying to put a gag order on President Donald John Trump. Have you heard that? A gag order. That would be the judge that would do that, sir. Gag order. Wait. He, you have to tell me, he's like, instead of please clap, it's like, please boo. To Gavin Wax, to all the New Yorkers and the free Americans who stand here with me today. They can gag Donald Trump, but they can't gag all of us, and they will not gag all of us. Our voices will be heard, and we will not stop. They want us to go home. They want us to be silent. They want us to quit. Well, I can't quit. I'm not going to quit. We can't stop. We don't stop. The United States of America go down like that. And that procession that we saw yesterday, that motorcade, the same way we're about to see a motorcade here just in a few moments. That's the funeral procession of our republic. But I'll tell you something right now. I'll tell you something right now. We will rebuild. We will restore. And America will be reborn. Mark my words. America. Like nothing even happened, though. Reborn. You cannot defeat the American people. You cannot defeat the American spirit. And you will never silence the United Your dude went there and turned him in, himself in of his own free will. Like literally nothing fucking happened. Inspiring. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring up another activist, uh, local New Yorker, Kevin Smith, everybody from the loud majority. All right, I just wanted to watch people get jacked. I don't care about any of these other people. Like, okay, so nothing happened. Like, literally nothing happened. The former president turned himself in of his own free will, didn't even really get go through, like, a booking process like a normal person would. No mugshot, nothing. Just went in, almost like it was a fucking appointment. 
and then left. Like literally nothing happened. These people are trying to make a story, trying to make something out of nothing here. And not surprising that like, um, whatever, like New York city, like anti-fascists or black block or whatever, didn't even show up. They're like, well, fuck that. We're not going to this ship. Like the people there, the people they're like protesting against them were just like regular ass New Yorkers who were like, fuck you get out of here. I'm walking here. It was that those, those were the people there protesting against these people, not like anti-fascist activists, anti-fascist activists stay away from events like this as well. They should, cause there's nothing for them to do there. So <clears throat> here's a uh, Jack Posobiec, uh, calling back into Steve Bannon's war room to like give an update on the whole bunch of nothing that's happening here. Jack, real quick, I got a minute. I'm going to hold you through the break, but you called this last night on your show, uh, the funeral procession of America. What do you mean by that, sir? Steve, well, I said it's the funeral procession of the Republic. But the question is, will it be the death of America? I say no. I say the Republic may have died. But will we have a new rebirth of freedom? That's what you're seeing across the street right here today. With Americans, with New Yorkers joined together, we are building and we are beginning America's Did he just suggest that, like, New Yorkers are distinct from Americans? They're trying to shut it down. They're trying to shut down this country and turn us into a globalist uh, gaggle of consumers and serfs working at the behest and under the yoke of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, I say we're the people of the United States of America. We refuse to be a servant slave class. We will be free people and we will remain free people by fighting peacefully, politically and patriotically for those freedoms. <laughs> I like that sign somebody put up behind Bumblejack there. Um, yeah, this is just all fucking nothing. Nothing happened, dude. Nothing happened. This was just like a photo op for these fucking people. But saying that we have to rebuild the country in like this new image that he believes is what America should be is a little bit. That's that's some fascist shit right there. That's like that's like saying that like because our dearest leader is being inconvenienced we've the, the republic has fallen and we have to rebuild this country and start new get the fuck out of here your, your dude just got processed and released get a grip man so here's a uh, bumblejack and marjorie the gathering in what i believe to be a uh, marjorie the gathering's car uh just after she left the mayor of new york city named me by named and warned to me and basically threatened to me uh how did it yeah it was very intense i mean you were out there you're seeing it's it's the beginning right that's right um after january 6 we saw nancy pelosi turn washington into a military fortress mm -hmm. and it was a true military takeover everyone forgets this yes and they shouldn't that's when it started nancy pelosi knew there was going to be violence that day she ignored all the intel warnings she what the the fuck to secure the capital i believe that was completely on purpose then we saw them turn the capital and turn washington dc into a huge military fortress and that was a that was a message to every single uh american but also the entire world they were saying that we're here and we've taken over and they have intimidated all of us for the past two years they're continuing to arrest people that were at the capitol that day that walked inside uh people that haven't even done anything wrong and that was on purpose that was to tell people to stay home not to speak out you do not stand up against anything the biden regime is trying to do but today we're taking a turn 
All right. Yeah, I don't like nothing. Nothing she said was true. Um, technically, the Speaker of the House is in charge of security at the Capitol, but like that shit's hella delegated. It's not like uh, the Speaker of the House is sitting there like planning responses to potential to potential issues at the at the Capitol building. That's stupid. That's not their their job. So. I don't know who ignored it because I'm a fucking new. I mean, anybody who kind of was paying attention was like this. This there might be a problem when they try to count the votes, and uh, the the Capitol police were understaffed. Um, things would have got a lot worse actually. Uh, was it Virginia or, or Massachusetts? I forget who. I think it was Virginia. The governor of Virginia just sent in the, the the National Guard from Virginia to help without like without official prompting, and I think that like things might have gone a lot worse if that didn't happen. So here's Marjorie the Gathering uh, talking to Steve Bannon, uh, complaining about the New York City mayor again. Eric Adams specifically singled you out as a hooligan that's going to cause a problem and that you're dangerous and that you got to back off and go home. Your thoughts, ma'am? He didn't just single me out, Steve. He threatened me. He called me by name and threatened me. What words did he use to threaten you? Mayor of New York City, I believe, is is a thug. And he sent his people. You just think that because he's black. The dude's a cop. Here today, they had an organized. I don't love that fucking Eric. Fuck Eric Adams. My God. That went out calling what I would say Antifa to bring their whistles, pots and pans, all kinds of instruments. He, he, the mayor, uh, the, the cop mayor of New York City called on violent Antifa to bring whistles and pots and pans to make noise while I tried to give a speech all kinds of noise to drown me out and drown others here today that are protesting and here supporting president yeah there's never been a heckler's veto ever before um um, the mayor of new york city mayor adams owes me an apology i'm an elected member of congress i represent hundreds of thousands of people from northwest georgia but i also represent americans all over the country uh that support make america great again and support president trump (laughs) yo i'm just telling you the fucking the cop mayor of new york city did not call on anyone to like disrupt anything I'm not even sure what he said and nobody what he said must not have been like that big a deal because we're not seeing it all over conservative media. Right. We're not seeing whatever if it was like a like a a verbal statement or like a tweet or like a letter he sent to somebody or anything like that. Some shit he said on a podcast. We're not seeing we're not seeing it anywhere. And that's probably because he didn't he probably he didn't say much. He's like, well, the people in New York are probably going to be kind of mean to you or something like that. Right. Like it was probably something fairly innocuous. and. Anyway, uh, here's Trump's lawyers. They're not. They're not great. There's. I have two clips of uh, Trump's attorneys here. Uh, not. Not. Not the best and the brightest. President not use language. He requested that everybody involved refrain from using language that's inappropriate. And by the way, that includes that includes the witnesses, the witnesses for the people um, who are talking just as much. It also includes the the former president swinging a baseball bat at the head of the Manhattan DA. Well, I don't know where you got that because if you that was a tweet sent out by the former president. No, it wasn't. And first of all, first of all, first of all, that picture was not him swinging a baseball bat. I mean, if you want to distort the facts, go right ahead. I won't address that. Yes. It is. He wasn't swinging a baseball bat 
at anyone's head. That was a picture of him showing off an American-made bat. It was <laughs> a commercial for a bat. Attorney next to him, and in an article, posted that. That's wait, not his article. That's not his photos. That's not using language that incites. Guys, here's what we're going to talk about today. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the insufficiency of this case, and I will. He's like, here's what we're going to talk about, and the news reporters like, nah. Because this is the, the other thing is like he's dealing with mostly like right there he's dealing with local New York news reporters. These aren't like fucking CNN or Fox or whatever. If you notice the mic that was closest to his face, it's something NYC. These are New York City news reporters. These are not these people don't give a fuck, right? They're they're like they report on what's going on in New York City, and that well, this is going on in New York City, and that's why they're reporting on it. And so this guy like he's used to like. He's used to being able to like be like, oh, you're part of the fucking media cabal or whatever. Well, some fucking reporter from like the new, like some New York City newspaper, barely making enough money to pay their rent, ain't part of the fucking cabal, dude. The person's like a working class person. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Here's uh, the same Trump lawyer on the Today Show, uh, which is, you would think like wouldn't really be the toughest venue, but he's asked a pretty difficult question here a campaign contribution because he wanted to make this payment to make this story go away for his own reasons right. right maybe so melania doesn't find out or something like that if that's the case here's the thing that i've always wondered about this case if this is all on the up and up why did he pay michael cohen back in installments pursuant to a retainer agreement for legal services that prosecutors say did not exist Michael Cohen invoiced him in installments. He invoiced him. He upped it from one thirty to four hundred and plus thousand dollars. Yeah, so but with the, with the, 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 yeah, yeah, but with the knowledge way, of like Trump the Trump organization the and the CFO, and I mean, it's like if it's all up and up, why doesn't he just write a check and be done with it? He did write a check. He wrote several checks. That's how that's how payments are made. It was a, a massive amount of money for a lawyer, four hundred and ten thousand dollars, especially a lawyer who doesn't really do anything. And he wound up making those payments. Well, then why did Trump hire an incompetent and fucking corrupt lawyer, except for the except for needing an, a corrupt lawyer? Savannah, that is not even alleged to be a crime or a problem. If he wanted to cover this up, he could have paid in cash, as Michael Cohen once suggested on a recording, which Donald Trump said, absolutely not. We need a record of this. Listen, yeah. so, the fact uh, of the matter is. And just to be clear, I just actually, this is, I'm just curious about this. Donald Trump acknowledges authorizing these payments. That is not a fact in dispute in this case. Of course, he eventually authorized the payments. What he also acknowledged is that he didn't know about the settlement before um, he, he, he found out about it at a later point. Understand that? <laughs> he didn't know about the settlement until he knew about the settlement. These lawyers are bad. This guy's bad at his job. I would not do press if I was him. Uh, I feel like it would be better for him to not do any press and just do his lawyer shit. Every time he goes on any fucking, anytime he does any press, he doesn't look so good. And it's almost like, it's almost like he's going out there to incriminate his client. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, here's the next clip. It, this one we're calling, we're calling this, uh, the crowd for my dad was huge. My dad, we were the president and the crowd was huge. For Americans. And when we got off that plane, and you saw tens and tens of thousands of people lining the streets all the way from Palm Beach International Airport to Mar-a-Lago, waving American flags and Trump 2024 flags. Sean, the love is incredible. No one's ever seen that kind of love. And this is coming off of the day that the 45th president of the United people States... People from the villages love Trump. And the streets are lined with people literally singing, God bless America. Oh, I'm touched. I'm absolutely fucking touched by this. The, pe the people from the villages poured out to support the former president. 
<laughs> oh man, this is amazing. Like, I don't even like, whatever. I don't think anything's going to happen to Donald Trump here. Like at least not on these, he won't, he won't certainly won't do any time on any of this, even if he's convicted of all of it, but just the, just watching fucking the dumbest people in the world, just talk about it over and over and over again. is pretty good. Like Eric Trump is one of the dumbest people in the world. And, uh, up next, speaking of dumb people, we got a uh, judge Janine. She's on the five. The five is a very bad show on Fox news. It's one of their best rated shows, but it's a very bad show. And, uh, they're going to talk about, uh, how gag orders are actually unconstitutional if someone's running for president. Mind you, the gag order, if the judge issues a gag order, it isn't going to prevent Trump from campaigning. It's just going to prevent him from talking about specific details of the case. Answer your question. I suspect the judge will definitely issue a gag order. The question is, however, whether or not that gag order in this particular case will be constitutional. Mm. Because you also have a president, a former president, running for president of the United States. Can you gag hmm. a presidential candidate? Yes. Can you gag somebody? You can, anybody, you can, yes, the judge actually is, uh, the, the judge's chambers and the court case that they're presiding over is one of the, that's a tyranny, right? <laughs> like, whether you like it or not, it's a tyranny, and the judge can, in fact, issue a gag order. It doesn't matter who the fuck the defendant is. They could issue a gag order on the lawyers, the if, if uh, they could issue a gag order, the DA can't talk about the case anymore and it all has to play out in the court. They can issue a gag order on whoever they want. That's a judge. That's a little fiefdom in there. One where, you know, almost 50 percent of the country thinks it's a political prosecution. So everyone thinks it's political by a guy who when he was running. Well, it, 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 it's about something he did in the process of his political campaign and then you know you've you've got a judge who's got to say to himself you know this really is isn't constitutional i'm not sure it is and i judges do things i think that are probably unconstitutional all the time judge janine like she was a judge i wonder how many times she issued a gag order like told people to shut the fuck up about a case she was presiding over i bet it wasn't zero Here's more from the five, because of course here's more from the five. Here's Greg Gutfeld. Uh, not for nothing, Greg Gutfeld for his own show just basically stole the Garfield logo and uh, didn't seem to have anybody sue him for it. But he's going to talk about how clowns on the other networks are obsessively covering Trump. And uh, on, on a day that Fox News did about six hours on, on all of the goings on around uh, Trump's uh, turning himself in. Uh, Martha, how the press covered his arrival like it was OJ in the white Bronco. And... All of those people want him back in because he pays their mortgage. He's the, he's what gets everybody to watch the news. They're going to cover him like a burka. They pretend that he's all. Oh, come on, dude. They, 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 all of those clowns need, need him to survive. Hey, Greg Gutfeld. So the clowns on Fox News do the same thing. Uh, Fox pays its mortgage, as it were, by covering Trump obsessively. So I, I don't know. This is know the voice of a. Uh, the person whose Twitter account this is decoding Fox News. Place to judge another network. This is Fox and Friends this morning. Uh, former President Donald Trump is set to arrive in New York City later today ahead of his arraignment out of Manhattan Courthouse tomorrow. This is a live look at his plane down in Palm Beach at the International Airport, which is expected to depart around noon. So this is a spreadsheet that I made of Thursday night's coverage of primetime. Notice the topic is always Trump indictment. This went on for six hours. There was one five-minute commercial break total. 
Now, if you want to see any evidence of why Fox News would promote Trump so much, you can take take a look at the Dominion Voting Systems defamation lawsuit against the network in text messages, emails, and other correspondence. You can see that the network was deeply concerned about ratings over and above telling the truth to its viewers. And they knowingly pushed stories that they knew weren't necessarily true or weren't true at all in order to keep their ratings up and keep their income up. So I don't really think Mr. Gutfeld has any place to talk here. Fuck yeah, decoding Fox News. That that gal is so cool. I, I feel sorry for her. She watches Fox News like all fucking day. That's like her job. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I spend a good portion of my day in... Uh, deeper darker parts of the internet on the dystopia beat like i don't you know this is the only show during the week that we do that talks about like sort of mainstream news or runs clips from fox the rest of our shows are about like the crazy shit we find on telegram and people styling their hair with their own piss and whatnot and that's a little bit rough on me don't get don't get it twisted but watching fox news all day and keeping notes on what was being covered at what time is worse not not that it's worse to do it's like worse for your psyche i believe Anyway, here's Tony Perkins um, from the Family Research Council, uh, crawled out of whatever hole or cave or crawled out from whatever rock he's been hiding under to come here and talk about, uh, you know, Donald Trump. This is the first time the president has had a platform since he was, since he left Washington. Uh, you know, he's cut off of social media. He, he's, he's been denied the ability to speak to the American people. Except he's and been reinstated on Twitter and Facebook. It sounded like a dispatch from the front lines in the battle for the soul of America. And for the first time, I think many Americans got a, a, a really kind of a, a laundry list, if you will, of what this president has had to put up with since day one, all in one setting. I mean, we've had, you know, the uh, the, the campaign that was spied on, the Russian hoax, the, the the Ukraine issue, the the two impeachments, the raid on his home, now this indictment. No, it was a search warrant that they knew was going to happen. No, it's not a raid. It's not a raid. A raid is when you don't know it's coming. Serving a search warrant that you know is happening is the opposite of a raid. And, and I think people are beginning to see what you just talked about. The deep state is alive and well, and it threatens the very future of this country. The deep state, when they talk about it, it's like middle management at the Department of Energy and shit. Like when you really think about what the deep state is, it's just people that their job is to work for the government. And uh, some of them, sure, some of them are shitty people that abuse their power, but that's like fucking tr just as true in the private sector. That's just as true even in like a uh, nonprofit people observe, uh, abuse their power and shit. Probably a lot of people abusing their power in the nonprofit se sector. So like, okay, the deep state then. So up next is Alan Dershowitz. Um, he's going to, I got two clips of Alan Dershowitz talking about, uh, talking about how, how rough it is to not, um, how rough it has been on him and how rough it's going to be on everyone else. If, uh, if they, uh, this all lands on Trump's side. Mm. Yeah, just real quick in the last 30 seconds I have. I don't understand, Is it if that first motion says, motion to dismiss on statute of limitations, uh, doesn't the judge have to say, hey look, the statute of limitations is two years for bookkeeping in a misdemeanor, this exceeds two years, I have to dismiss? No, because the judge doesn't want to be Dershowitz. Remember what happened to me when I defended President Trump on Martha's Vineyard? None of my friends would talk to me, no Democrats would talk to me. Can you imagine a judge in Manhattan dismissing a case against Donald Trump, he'd never be spoken to again. His life would be ruined. 
Do you expect judges to be courageous? You might expect law professors to be courageous, but elected judges are never going to be courageous. There's no chance he gets a judge who has the ability and the willingness to confront the people of New York. Remember, the New York Times had a story yesterday saying that when Bragg initially decided not to indict, he was pilloried in New York. He was attacked. Yeah, right. Pressure yeah. and gave in. The judges will do the same thing. Uh, so the 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 theory here behind, and I don't understand this well enough, and I might butcher it, but the theory behind the statute of limitations is that if somebody does does a crime in your state and then they split, right? They leave. They're not in the state anymore. Now the statute of limitations can be paused because you're not there. Maybe they don't know where you are. And in this case, they knew exactly where Trump was at all times. But that's the the legal theory behind this is that in New York, you can you can actually pause the statute of limitations if someone isn't like spending like most of their time in New York. I don't know if it's good law or a bad law. It's not 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 for me to decide. I'm not a lawmaker and I'm not um, a legal professional. This is just the theory. It might get thrown out on statute of limitations, uh, statute of limitations reasons. Who fucking knows? Anyway, here's Alan Dershowitz again. This time on the Greta Van Susteren channel. Greta Van Susteren, I just learned when I was putting this docket together, uh, works for Newsmax now, which is fucking crazy town. But this judge is not going to give them anything because this judge is not going to want to be treated the way I've been treated. Um, He's not going to want people to point the finger at him and say, that's the judge that let Donald Trump go free. That's the judge that cut things out of his indictment. He couldn't walk the streets in New York if that happened. Manhattan is toxic. Remember, too, the Manhattan people who will be on the jury voted for Bragg, who promised them that he would get Trump. Right, but there's a jury selection process that is supposed to attempt to filter those people out. Like, this guy's guy's an attorney. And another reason these guys, the people that don't like him, and I I don't agree with this, uh, this reasoning, is that he was... Uh, one of uh, Epstein's attorneys. Now, no matter what you're accused of, you are uh, entitled to a legal defense, and I think that that is good. I don't care what someone's accused of, and I don't. Any defense attorney can take any case they want. I think they. I think that's good, and I don't like the. I don't like it when people try to like tar and feather a defense attorney because they took a client on a difficult case, even even something like Epstein. The flip side of that is people like uh, Steven Pinker, who isn't an attorney and was just kind of buddy-buddy with Epstein after he knew what the fuck was going on. That's different. That's different. Fuck Steven Pinker. Fuck the people who hung out with uh, Epstein after they knew what was up. And then you, if they knew what was up, you start to question, well, maybe they were hanging out with Epstein because of that. But yeah, I don't think it's fair to go after a Dersh for defending Donald Trump or for defending uh, Jeffrey Epstein. He's an attorney. People have a right to a legal defense. Here's more from Fox's The Five. They're uh, suggesting that the DA is actually the one who should be indicted here. Um, I, you know, whatever. The Manhattan DA just sat there and went like that. But they're looking at this. This is crazy. Bragg is the one that committed the felony. Judge knows this right here. It is a felony, unlawful grand jury disclosure. How do we know what's in this indictment? How does CNN know this? Because someone in the Manhattan DA's office leaked this. That's a felony. Or one of Trump's attorneys leaked it. That we know is a felony. We don't know who leaked it. It could have been the court clerk. And we know that's not true. So we have a case shut right there. Bragg is a felon. 
And he's trying to make a career for himself over this. And Bragg has interfered in this election more than Russia has or China has combined. I thought you thought China was inter- intervening on behalf of Biden. Oh, this is so crazy. These people are so fucking stupid. When stuff gets leaked out of a, out of, out of a court, uh, who fucking know? Maybe it was somebody on the grand jury who leaked with the stuff from the grand jury. It could have been anybody. There are actually kind of a lot of people with access to like what's going on in the grand jury. And any one of them could leak that information. They could leak it for personal reasons. They could leak it for personal, for financial gain. We don't know who, to the extent that the stuff was leaked, we don't know who the leaker was. And we may never know. But it probably wasn't the person, the DA, whose name is on it. It seems like a really bad move. Anyway, here's uh, Dan Bongino. His head is a cube and it is empty. And he's here on the Jesse Waters show to talk about... Well, the thing we've been talking about for the last 45 minutes. There was a side of me, Jesse, a small side, maybe 1% of 100% of my personality. Right, 1% was like, you know, uh, Alvin can't be this dumb. Like maybe he's got something. He's got a pocket ace sitting there somewhere. And, you know, I'm always kind of hesitant to jump all the way in the pool. Remember when the Russia thing first broke? You were mm-hmm. like, wait, there's a PP tape? That sounds crazy, <laughs> right. but I don't know. Maybe it's. I want to believe in the PP tape out there and you know and you're like i better shut up until and then you realize like they don't have they just made this whole thing up i read this thing today i'm waiting for this bombshell i get to the last page this thing's even worse than you thought i mean thin gruel this thing isn't even thin gruel this is an embarrassment i mean legal any serious legal professional you put a heineken a green grenade in them and you get them a little (laughs) drunk and go hey read this and black out donald trump's name They're going to laugh and go, what kind of a clown joker wrote this thing? Folks, it's an embarrassment, and even the libs know it. It's like the the famous line, if you're going to come for the king, you best not miss. Oh, how dare you fucking quote Omar? Oh, hell no. Fuck you, motherfucker. I mean, he didn't even come close. You have liberal media New York reporters, you know, going through this thing three times because they can't find a smoking gun, Dan. There's nothing here. Listen, this this is all very stupid, but Jesse Waters quoting Omar from The Wire is just fucking tragic. It's infuriating. Jesse Waters. I mean, Omar from The Wire isn't a real person, obviously, but the, 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 there's no Jesse Waters has nothing in common. I have more in common with Omar from The Wire than Jesse Waters does. Get the fuck out of here. Here's a uh, here's more from Fox. This is a uh, more Jesse Waters. According to Jesse Waters, that Trump should never be prosecuted for anything. Actually, it doesn't matter what he did. Food for thought. Prime time. The former president can't get a fair trial in the United States of America. Everybody has a bias one way or the other. You think anybody doesn't know Donald Trump in this country? And then you take that to Manhattan. You think you could get a juror that say they don't have an opinion about Donald Trump. So that's bogus. And to me, that's for a change of venue to upstate New York. This is the third attempt to steal our vote. Number one, you get the 25th Amendment attempt. Remember that? Yep. Number two, the impeachment. Right- Who attempted the 25th Amendment? That's the, the, when the president's cabinet can get together and deem him incompetent. Who, who tried to do that? Because there was a bunch of liberals talking about how, oh, you know, Mike Pence is a fucking blah, blah, blah. Mike Pence is a piece of shit. 
They were talking about how the generals are going to, the generals on the thing. No, those guys are pieces of shit, too. Nobody tried to invoke the 25th Amendment against Donald Trump. In an election year, and this is number three, malicious prosecution trying to take his power away. The American voters, we have the power to give power to the president, and we have the power to take the power away from the president. Now you're getting... No, there's actually no recall process that the voters can do. That's incorrect. You can't recall the president. The only people that can remove the president are, again, the 25th Amendment, which I don't like that idea because I think we should get rid of that, actually, because you could the cabinet could just do a coup, right? But then you have, like, the impeachment process, which seems a little more reasonable. Is all involved in Manhattan? I don't like it. It's a disgrace. And the catch and kill thing, they're making this a scandal? The Democrat media catches and kills everything that comes out about a Democrat. What do you call suppressing the laptop? They caught it and they killed it. They do that every time. Now, Except that was just Twitter being stupid. Felony when it happens with a Republican, I'm not buying it. Uh, you mentioned Pecker. You must have a thought about it. I don't know. Well, I just read the indictment, and I think that it appears that he... Oh, they cut off the, they cut off the only person on that panel who might have said anything with any sense, but that's not the point of these clips, right? They're not, they're not like, like looking for somebody who's going to make the most sense. So... It's going to be hard to find an impartial jury in Manhattan. That's true. Um, but if it goes to jury trial, I would suggest that um, Trump's attorneys, as incompetent as they seem, they might ask for a change of venue and it might get granted. Who knows? Anyway, up next, here's a DP, Dennis Prager. <laughs> I'm sorry for uh, any visuals you might have uh, gotten from that. Uh, he's going to talk about, uh, well, Again, the odds of Donald Trump getting a fair trial. And of course, he's going to do, he's going to, you know, it's Dennis Prager. So it's going to be stupid and uh, possibly racist. No, look, this is the worst case I have seen in 60 years of practice. I've never seen a case with worse law, worse facts and worse witnesses. Any first year law student can win this case if the name isn't Donald Trump and it is in Manhattan, where 86 percent of the people voted against Donald Trump. And the worst thing is not that he's a former president. The worst thing is he's a potential future president. So what happens is you get Bragg, a Democrat, running on the platform of Get Trump. By the way, the title of my book is not original with me. I got it from Bragg and from the attorney general. Their campaign promise was to get Trump. So you get a Democrat running to get Trump to stop the head of the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, from winning the presidency. If what? you're going to do that. You better have the strongest case, legally, factually, testimonially. And this is the weakest case imaginable, even if, even if there are stronger things in the indictment. I don't know. We'll know that in a while. I got a message from Donald Trump about an hour ago uh, saying, you know, Alan, I'm on my way up. What a terrible thing. You know, thank you for talking about me. Thank you for making your book a bestseller. It's important for you to speak out. All of that, that's very, very nice. But it's not about Donald Trump. It's about you and me and your Uncle Charlie and your niece and nephew, because if prosecutors are allowed to manufacture cases like this against political opponents, they'll do what Justice Robert Jackson, probably the greatest attorney general in modern history, said. Any prosecutor can rummage through the statute books, thousands of statutes, regulations, and find something to pin on somebody who they're targeting. That's the most un-American thing imaginable. That's what... Labrenti Beria said to Stalin, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. It's a terrible, terrible 
violation of the rule of law in America, which is why I'm so energized uh, about this case, and I'm so aggravated that... He's just energized because he gets to go on TV again. ...used in this way. The trial should never be in New York. Uh, He can't get a fair trial in New York. It should move to Staten Island or Rockland County or... Uh, one of the upstate New York counties, but not... Well, yeah, you can ask for a change of venue. ...don't want to come home to his wife and family and children and say, I'm the guy that freed Donald Trump. No way. Donald Trump has as good a chance at a fair trial in Manhattan yeah. as a black did in the in the South in, the, in 1900. As a black did in the South in 1900. Yeah. No, I agree with you, and I'll tell you a story from the South. So in 1961-62... I was training to go down to the South as a civil rights observer. I didn't have the courage to be a, you know, the marcher on the bridge, but I was going to wear the armband and report back. And, and so, no, it's because you didn't, you, I'm, I'm guessing that you didn't want to march on the bridge. The training consisted of the following. Our, our trainer says, do not ever spit on the sidewalk or put your cigarette out because if you're a civil rights worker, they will charge you with a felony destruction of government property. And they will arrest you and put you in jail because they want to target you, a civil rights worker. And that's what Bragg is doing. He's borrowing from the Jim Crow South. They're saying that Trump spat on the sidewalk, put out a cigarette on the sidewalk, paid hush money, which is not illegal. Now, think about what the theory of Bragg is. His theory is what Trump should have done is secretly paid the hush money, $130,000, and then publicly reported on his open corporate form the reason I paid the secret hush money was to stop my wife, my family, and my business associates from learning that I had an allegedly adulterous affair. The problem is, is that he used corp- he used money from his company to do it. He could have just if you you if if you're going to bribe somebody to shut the fuck up, do it with your own checkbook. With a porn store, has anybody in history ever paid hush money and then put the real reason on their corporate forms? It's never happened in history. And nobody in But if it's p- hush money about you personally, you should pay it personally. They're not doing it. He said it was a legal expense. Well, it was. It was a settlement of a lawsuit. They were going to sue him. Uh, the idea that it's even a... Mis- a settlement of a lawsuit only happens once someone sues you. Misdemeanor is absurd. Then to turn it into a felony, you know, you have to use a federal offense. The feds decided not to prosecute. So now a New York district attorney will decide to do something federally that the state didn't then you have the statute my favorite is the statute of limitations seven years old but they could never indict him for the seven years why because he was out of the state for some of those years in the white house so you, you can't not indict just him the time in the white house the well when do you think they indicted him last thursday he was out of the state he was in florida they good let me let me continue with you folks get 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 trump necessary reading up at dennisprager.com yeah, he was out of the state. Um, they could. They. I don't know if they could. It's not that they couldn't in, indict him or press issue charges. It's just that under New York law, if somebody's not in New York, it pauses the statute of limitations. I don't know. Go change the law. I think it might be a dumb law because all the other states have extradition like treaties, like with you know they're not treaties even. They just extradite people to like states between the states. They all do it. So if you left the country, maybe I think it's a dumb law, but it's the law in New York. I don't know what you're gonna do. So uh, here's more of Jesse Waters. Uh, this is actually less like an indictment and more like more like they put a hit out on him, which is, you know, okay, sure, whatever. You want to be dramatic, you be dramatic, I guess. And I got to tell you, 
you're putting Donald Trump's life in danger. You're setting him up and advertising the entire world. The former president of the United States, the Republican nominee for the presidency, is going to be at this location at this time on this date. But he holds rallies all the time where he tells you that anyway. And you got towers and you got windows. Oh, my God. You think that's good for this country to put a man like that in a certain location? December 4th. Mm -hmm. And then what if it goes to trial? He has to be there every day. You think the Secret Service wants that? That is dangerous. That's their job. And he is playing a dangerous game. That's their job. That's the Secret Service's job. Now it's like, now it's like, if they're that concerned about his safety, then they should have said, well, um, you know, you're going to have to come arrest him, I suppose. Um, Because we don't know. you know, we don't know if he can be transported safely there, but Trump doesn't want to get arrested. So I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> We're almost through all this stuff, I promise. Here's Lindsey Graham on uh, Fox News being like, give my friend Donald Trump your money. Three great Senate pickup opportunities to give us the Senate back in 2024. Three uh, Democrats in deep red states that are up in 2024. We can take back the Senate and President Trump can get a second term to finish out his agenda. There's a lot of love in the streets, but love ain't going to do it, pal. They're trying to ruin this country. They're trying to destroy President Trump. Tonight, I have set up a website. I don't get one damn penny, but I want you to give money tonight to help President Trump. He's raised $8 million since this legal garbage started. Don't stop now. 70% of the money you give tonight goes to help President Trump. 30% will help take back the Senate. We got a chance to pick up three Senate seats. I don't think this guy put up the website himself. He probably had like a staffer do it. Three red states held by Democrats. And I want to wake up after the election in 2024 with the Republican House, a Republican Senate, and Donald Trump raising his right hand, swearing to be the president of the United States that we need. You are not helpless out there, folks. The off-ramp to a banana republic is to win in 2024, the House, the Senate, and re-elect Donald Trump. How can you help? You can pray, you can vote, and you can give. LindsayGraham.com. Blow up the internet tonight. Blow up the internet tonight. America, while we still have a country worth saving. Do you believe that equal justice under the law and equal application of our laws is dead? (laughs) Blow up the internet. I think he means break the internet, like a Kim Kardashian break, broke the internet with, with, with that badonk. I think that's what he meant. But he's like, blow up the internet? What a fucking, man. I'm just glad that these people are idiots. Like a little, I'm just so glad a lot of these people are idiots. Um, because, boy, if they were a little more savvy, we'd be in trouble. Here's, a, here's more of a, here's more from Fox News. This is uh, Mark Levin. And he's going to be like, well, you know, is this is it really is this really a crime when you when you think about it? Look how dangerous that is and the alliances that they're creating. And let me say something else while I have a minute or so left. This DA in Fulton County, Atlanta, is another hack. The idea that a president picks up the phone and says something to the effect, find me some more votes. And you're going to say that that's a crime. Yeah, that probably is a crime trying to like intimidate 
state officials to uh, change the results of an election, I think that's probably a crime. I ain't big on the police, the carceral system, all that, but I think that's probably a crime. Probably a good one to have as a crime if you believe like everybody gets to vote and then the, the votes decide the electors for the state or whatever. Every precinct worker, every ward le- leader, I have no doubt that she's picked up the phone and said the same thing during her elections. That's not a crime. And this jerk and what if the precinct leader is like, hey, uh, that's not the right amount of votes. We need hurry up. You know, can you can we count these faster? We need to get more votes in tonight so that we can be on track. That's a different proposition than find X exactly this many votes for me. <laughs> that's a different fucking thing. Drag back from The Hague who has a horrendous record of overcharging. He's bringing in service people and Secret Service and all the rest of our documents matter. Of our documents matter in Mar-a-Lago. Hey, we got documents. We went in and searched, found more documents. Really? So how the hell is that obstruction? The documents are still there. Nobody destroyed them. Nobody sold them to the enemy. Why are you acting like... Wait, Trump still has the documents? I thought they took the fucking documents. I don't even know what he's talking about at this point. Yeah, um, as chat was saying, he called the governor of the state and tried to get the governor of the state to essentially overturn the results of an election. Find more votes for me. The governor was like, nah. <laughs> as, you know, as well, you probably do. You just go, nah. It doesn't matter what you want the outcome of the election to be. If you want to save your own ass, if you think that, that somebody's trying to do something very, very illegal, and you think that they're probably not going to be able to pull it off anyway, then don't help them. I mean, don't help them anyway. This is bad, bad fucking news from the jump. But yeah, like I think that's probably illegal. You're trying to trying to trying to manipulate the the governor of a state to overturn the results of an election. I think it's wrong, and I think uh, yeah, I think that's probably a crime. Um, here's Fox's take on Trump's uh, speech after the uh, after the after he turned himself in. Post is a weird day. Never thought I'd see it, yeah. <laughs> but here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> well, what I pick up on uh, with what you're saying is right where Trump went from Mar-a-Lago last night, and that is, you know, he didn't call it a whiff. I'm going to call it one. When we see Alvin Bragg there before all the reporters and they're pressing why now and what new evidence, and he's dodging and weaving and his doing answers were everything. terrible. They were terrible. Yeah. The answer to this is we, this is an ongoing investigation, and I don't have any more comment. I've I've given the, the, the fucking indictment. But he kept talking, so I mean, it was just like it was like nothingness coming out of his mouth. Um, when you see that, Trump didn't stop there. It didn't pick up there where he went was. But they'll st- they'll still be coming for me. So let me tell you what's coming down the pike. And I always find it interesting. And I did last night for somebody to lay out a case before you of how your enemies are coming to get you, to lay out the other cases, get ready, they're going to keep coming, and here are the holes in the next one. That telegraphs that he's not so worried about this one. Not getting too far ahead of it. They still have to make motions by August. There's a date in August, and of course they want to push this to December 4th. But maybe it won't ever happen. Maybe we won't ever get to trial or court or anywhere else with this case. But what we do know is he's playing, again, the role of someone who wants to solve the problems of the country. He talked about that. He, he mentioned the things that Americans are going through. And at the same time, don't think that they're not going to come get me again and again and again, as they always do, as they did today, because I'm trying to save the country. It was interesting. It was short. He read the prompter. He left. From a political messaging standpoint, though, looking at what... It was good. He read the prompter and he left. I was, you know, it was interesting. Okay, whatever. 
Yeah, I don't know if Trump read off the prompter. I didn't watch his speech afterwards. I don't want to, uh, you know, we do a show uh, that covers the news every third, every Sunday. Otherwise, I would cover Trump not at all. I just, I'm not interested in this stuff as much. Uh, the show does pretty well, though. Um, I think it's because of my, I'm not like, not like an MSNBC viewer or whatever. So <laughs> I'm just cynical and I don't trust anyone. And all of these people can go fuck themselves. Um, but Speaking of somebody who can especially go fuck himself, this is a fire by night reject Robin Bullock. Um, I'm pretty sure this guy's wearing a wig and uh, he uh, is going to tell you what God thinks about the, uh, about the arrest. And it includes the word turd. Ask yourself a question is why did they put, put that Medusa statue up on top of the criminal courthouse? January. A Medusa, they called it. Why would they erect it? Silly Ray Cyrus. And then go after my Trump. Ask yourself. People who play in the occult, they know the dark sides. I didn't know he sings. You know, this guy would have not been allowed to do a fire by night. Also, I think that's a wig. They know who they are talking to. Medusa spirit on the top of a criminal courthouse. Coming after you. Politician. You instigated this crap. The Lord said, I'm going to reveal the prostitute that sat on your lap be seen and it'll be heard get your house in order i heard the lord say sewer turd <laughs> that was terrible boo boo people should have brought whistles to that to drown him out boo 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 silly ray cyrus boo now we have a couple of the dumbest takes about this. Uh, first, unfortunately, I know exactly what little Nikki Fuentes said here because Nikki Fuentes has a habit of dropping slurs. And so I have to listen to every Nikki Fuentes clip before I uh, run it. Um, little Nikki Fuentes has uh, a take on what's going on with Donald Trump and it is a stupid. The only thing that a president should ever be charged for, ever, is things like corruption, treason, murder. Corruption actually isn't a charge. Like, corruption is like a, a, a blanket term that might cover many different crimes. And even, even then, I would even say maybe not even murder. The only crimes Wait, a president should be charged for are crimes against the country. Because at that point, you've ascended to a different level. It's not to say that the president's better than us. It's not to say that he's above the law, but it is to say that he becomes a part of the fabric of the society. This is why you need fascism, okay? Well, thanks, Nikki. I don't call myself a fascist, but that's fundamentally what this is about. Well, I'll go ahead and do it. Nikki Fuentes is a little fascist. <clears throat> or at least he plays one on his weird show on Cozy.TV. Who knows? He may not believe in any of this and he may be just grifting, but it's a bad grift because it's bad, not, not a very long career path. But don't worry, everybody. 
that's not the dumbest take we're going to have on this. And this is probably the only time you're ever going to see this person during the regular docket part of the Sunday show. This person's usually a pretty regular on um, conspiracy bingo on uh, Fridays here. This is Michelle Ann Titler, and she's going to tell you what's uh, really going on here. Pedogate. Everyone against President Trump equals child sacrificing pedosatanists. They have to have abortion. They have to take your guns so they can sacrifice your children. Save the children. I told you. Pedogate. Satanism, Satanists equal pedophile, ritualistic abuse, and child sacrifice. Save the children. The world is run by a satanic child sacrifice pedophile cult at the highest levels bankers politicians police chiefs royalty um hollywood okay royalty uh, there were a lot of royalty that were friends with uh friends with the old old jeff epstein celebrities all around the world this is the real pandemic is child trafficking that's what's happening in the ukraine that's what obama and mccain installed in the ukraine what 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 we all have to wake up now Satanism is no longer hiding. Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Meryl Streep, they've been involved. Meryl Streep? What the fuck? In the Ukraine. Okay, we all have to wake up now. Satanism is no longer hiding. Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Meryl Streep, they've been involved in the satanic cult for a very long time, but nobody knew that right out loud. We had to uncover that. Now they're just right out loud on Twitter. It's it's not even hiding anymore. And they're hailing uh, their Satan, uh, they're calling themselves uh, Satan accounts and Baphomet and you name it. Now you need to understand these people engage in satanic ritualistic abuse, and that includes the violation of children to the most horrific degrees imaginable, beyond your imagination. The more they can defile a child, the more they can defile God. That's the purpose of Satanism. They lie, steal, cheat, flip everything upside down, project, but that's what we're fighting. We're fighting evil. It's not right versus left, uh, or Republicans versus Democrats, or whatever your parties are around the world. They've installed someone on all sides. They play all sides. They are controlled opposition on all sides. They're the queen, the pope. They have infiltrated everything. Police chiefs, prosecutors, you name it. The real pandemic is child trafficking and Satanism, and we need to declare it a death cult and a terrorist cult. Save the children. Someone come get your grandma. <clears throat> so, uh, Satan, Satanism is just a, like, <clears throat> at least the Satanic Temple, the popular one. Lucian Graves, big piece of shit, by the way. Not, not the greatest guy, but they're not, they're not, that's not, she's wrong. There's, there, there's no, no real reports anywhere, actually, of, um, like, these temples, these Satanist groups uh, doing any of this stuff. Going all the way back to the 80s, none of it happened. None of this shit happened. Going back to the fucking, what was the McMartin preschool? None of that shit happened. Like the fucking FBI even was like, the FBI loved to arrest people. They were telling all these local police departments to fucking stop it. <clears throat> Imagine <clears throat> you're trying to arrest a bunch of people and the FBI comes to you and is like, no, 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 stop this. Get out of here. <clears throat> so we saw the dumbest possible takes at the end. Um, thanks everybody again for everything you put in the discord. I couldn't possibly fit all of it in the docket. If I didn't include your story, it isn't, there's no problem. I just, 
didn't include your story. I didn't have room for it. Um, since it's a longer show and, uh, <clears throat> you know, people on the, the, the podcast are usually getting an hour, getting two hours. I'm going to take a moment here to thank Justin freaking for rating us. Now we have 69 viewers live, which is nice. And, uh, just a reminder, if you're listening to the podcast, you check out the live show. We're live Wednesday through Sunday. Start times range between, uh, seven and 9 PM. Now we have a palate cleanser. This is, well, we played a video by this, this gal, I think last week and it was, she's great. So here's, here's our palate cleanser, everybody. How many girls do you know actually have hobbies? Hey there, you might be wondering, what do girls do all day besides have their period and make babies? Well, I'm here to tell you, come on. In the olden days, women were too busy being burned at the stake or beheaded for treason to have any real hobbies, but now we have a lot of time on our hands. After my morning period, I head to my desk and open up an Excel spreadsheet and calculate how many men I can f*** before I'm nothing more than a gaping black hole for my future husband. This can be pretty difficult because I never learned how to read. After that, I have my afternoon period and take voice lessons to help me sound more like a sexy little baby so men find me more attractive. Hey mister, can I get in your car? I then practice my sexy baby voice on male prisoners I keep chained in my office. Girls should acquire at least one prisoner in their lives if they want to learn how to be good wives. I have my evening period and then end the night by shopping for shoes and updating my future baby name list. I go to bed and dream of girl things i hope that cleared up any confusion <laughs> i love her oh i love her she's so funny i hadn't seen i don't think we'd seen her until last week um we ran a uh, she goes after like kind of manosphere people and she's fucking great she's absolutely great so hopefully we'll be seeing more of her going up um if if somebody wants to uh, maybe pop a link to her uh, social medias in our Discord or even right here in the chat, that'd be great. So everybody can go ahead and follow her. So now we're going to change gears. Obviously, we're done with the Trump stuff. Um, but up next, we have... We didn't, we're not going to cover much of this, the Tennessee Three, but I do have one clip here about the Tennessee Three. Um, the three people who had joined the protesters in Tennessee protesting against gun violence and trying to get the Tennessee legislature to do something. Uh, two of them were, in fact, removed from the Tennessee, Tennessee legislature, and one of them wasn't. And uh, the answer is pretty clear. And she, uh, the one who wasn't removed, knows exactly why she wasn't removed. And, and so before we get to what might happen, why were those two expelled and you weren't? Well, I think it's pretty clear I'm a 60-year-old white woman, and they are two young black men. I, I, in listening to the questions and the way they were questioned and the way they were talked to, um, I was talked down to as a woman, mansplained to, but it was completely different from the questioning that they got. And this whole idea that, you know, why, you know, that you have to, almost assimilate into this body to be like us. Oh, can you give us an example? I mean, what were, what were, how were they spoken to that, that struck you as racist? In a, just in a demeaning way and, and, and saying that, you know, if you're gonna come into this body, you have to act like this body and that sort of thing. You know, one of I the- I the only requirement was that you get elected. With Brett Pearson, when he got sworn in, he wore a dashiki. And there's like, oh, you can't dress like that on the floor. Well, for him, that is a formal wear, and and he had a suit over it. But they had such a problem with that. 
you know, this younger generation, they do things a little bit differently, but they're passionate and they're smart and they're advocates for their community and they're going to fight for their community. And I think some of our members just are a little older and it's something new they're not used to, but they're going to have to get used to it because these two young men are so powerful. Hmm. They're, they're, speaking ability is just uh, amazing hmm. and and the way that they connect with the voters and I'm talking about from kids to grandmothers it's really really amazing and they're just brilliant caring people who love their community and, w- and want to fight for it yeah fuck yeah lady fuck yeah lady she even got through that without using the word articulate which I think is great um she kind of walked right up to that line but she's like hey you know they the way they talk to the people in their community is powerful from kids to grandmas get them lady get them <clears throat> she went the opposite of kids these days right she went kids these days are actually pretty great and so that's good um unfortunately the other two members were expelled from they were like basically fired from their job for doing something the other members there didn't like and uh that's shitty uh, we have now, um, this is actually a shout out to X from Utah Outcasts uh, for posting this. This is a compilation of uh, what I'm going to call uh, Chud versus Bud. Okay, if you don't know why I'm doing this, you might want to Google it. I never thought this was going to happen. Out with the Bud Light, in with the Coors Light. Wait till he finds out about Coors. You might want to figure out... If you want to do the same. Oh, he has a lifted truck. I'm stunned. This is where it now belongs. In the garbage. Dude, he's just going to go back out there and get the beer. Next stop. Man, this guy's throwing away like $14 worth of Bud Light. He's just going to go get the beer later. And again, wait till he finds out about Coors and their involvement in Pride and all their advertisement to the LGBTQ plus community. Yep. Yeah, these beer companies, like all these alcohol companies figured out a long time ago that um, a gay men specific, particularly are more likely to keep going out to like the clubs and bars, even in their older years, even after they're partnered. And so that's like a good demographic to target their advertising at. They figured this out a very long time ago. And uh, it's just all these alcohol companies do it. All of them. So, I mean, this guy's just going to have to go sober. Also... I'm like pretty sure that guy didn't destroy any of that beer. So I'm pretty sure that after he did that, he went and fucking got the beer back. He went and put it right back in his fucking fridge for sure. Cause I mean, like I said, that was like 14 or $15 worth of Bud Light that he threw away. <laughs> so up next, we got Caitlin Jenner, um, on, they're going to talk about this incident at San Francisco state university. Uh, I encourage you to check out the down ballot podcast. Cause uh, I opened the down ballot podcast with, uh, my own uh, statement and the suggestion for uh, Turning Point USA and other like-minded groups when they want to go give their bigoted speeches. The uh, long and short of it was like, why go to the university when you go to the gay district? Why, 
Why go to? Why not go to the Castro or Boys Town? They go to the university. Why do they do that? Grown ass adults in the Castro. Anyway, here's uh, Caitlyn Jenner talking about the incident at San Francisco State University. If you don't know what happened there, you can look it up. It was all over Twitter and all over sort of the right wing griftosphere. Transgender person, last time I checked, you weren't chasing anyone down a hall shouting obscenities at them. Uh, is th- That's not what people are standing for. Yet that is what Riley Gaines uh, and, uh, is facing and what is happening on many campuses. What's your take uh, tonight? Uh, I think it's disgusting, uh, and it's so bad. It's such bad publicity for the trans community. There's so many good people out there. But I call this the radical rainbow mafia. They're left-wing activists. Get the fuck out of here. They are domestic terrorists, Tammy. The, the average trans... What the fuck? They're domestic. Those were students. I don't even think most most of the students probably weren't trans or uh, or queer. They were probably just students at San Francisco State University. And uh, like I said, take that shit to the Castro, baby. Grown-ass adults, people whose brains are finished developing. Maybe set up your little speakers in front of the, the bar where all the bikers and bears hang out. Mm, be about it, baby. Be about it. Here's uh, Riley Gaines, of course, on the Tucker Carlson show. Riley Gaines is one of the bravest people we know, and we're grateful to have her join us tonight. Riley Gaines, thank you so much for coming on. Was that as horrifying as it looked? I mean, it was terrifying for me. Um, the police did not inform me of any sort of action plan. Um, Turning Point USA invited me to the campus. I delivered a very civil and respectful speech where I had great dialogue with even protesters who were participating in a sit-in. All of a sudden, after my speech, the room was stormed. The lights were turned off and I was rushed um, with no one there to escort me to a safe place. I was punched. Um, I was hit. The video doesn't show anyone punching her. Until finally we exited the room, um, but we could not leave because the protesters flooded the halls. And so I was pushed into a classroom along that hallway where I was barricaded in for three hours. Three hours? Why didn't someone with a gun come and bring you to safety? Because they were terrified. They were scared to put their hands on these people because they know what these people are capable of. Um, these, these were like students you know, and faculty at a university. Violent, vulgar things to both myself and the officers. And the officers, I could tell, didn't feel comfortable putting them in a position that would mean they do their job, um, which is a really scary, chilling thought. I bet San Francisco police or campus police wish these fucking people would stop doing this. This is the most dangerous extremist movement in the United States right now. It's getting bigger, not smaller. It's gaining steam, not losing it. The White House has endorsed it. I mean, what does this mean for you? And I just can't say it again. It means, oh, it means massive grift. Massive grift. You are an inherently moderate person who means harm to no one. But are you worried about your safety going forward? You know, I am worried about my safety. I have to be now. Um, When we have people who are willing to do this... And we know why they're willing to do this. It's because they don't have reason. They don't have logic. They don't have science. They don't have common sense on their side. That's on my side. And so they they protrude um, by violence, whether it's physical or verbal violence. Um, now, oh, what I thought, wait a minute, verbal violence. I thought the whole fucking thing on the right was calling everybody fucking snowflake now. For me, this does not deter me. This assures me that I am doing the right thing. This will not silence me when they want me to be silenced. It just means I need to speak louder. <clears throat> I think they should keep sending their bigots to the Bay. Their bigots don't do so great when they come to the Bay. Not 
they and not for nothing turning point usa wanted the reaction they got they just got like 110 percent of the reaction they thought they were going to get they wanted like you know 90 percent of the reaction they got so you know i don't know sometimes you just get more than you bargain for here's uh and like i said Take this shit out to the gay districts in any of these big cities and uh, tell me tell me how horrible your experience was at the university. This is a uh, sore loser, Carrie Lake. Can't stop, won't stop, and uh, we're here for it. What is your message to those more than three million people listening right now, Carrie Lake, who say this is it today? It's gone. Uh, the America of of your has disappeared, and they want to just give up on the republic. I say this is when we jump in and really start fighting. We can't let this country go. Our founding fathers gave up too much to bring us this great country, to um, bring us this great constitution, and there's too much left to fight for. And I'm not willing to stop. I've got children. I'm not willing to stop fighting for them and their future. And I think we need to double down and jump in with both feet, get behind President Trump and make sure he has a huge victory in 24. And then we can begin to make our country great again. The perfect message. We double down. We redouble our efforts because if America's worth it, it's always worth it. As the great Rush Limbaugh told us, you never despair. It is un-American. We'll be joining Carrie from Mar-a-Lago later this evening on Newsmax. I'll be co-hosting the show 9 p.m. Eastern. Follow her in the meantime at Carrie Lake. That's Carrie with a K and at CarrieLake.com. God bless you, Carrie. And please give, you. give us our, our warmest to President Trump. Yo, Carrie Lake needs to just keep doing what she's doing because she's making a big fool out of herself. I mean, not like she wasn't hadn't done it before, but she's making a huge fool out of herself. She's kind of shifting too. If you notice, she's not anymore really trying to suggest she won the election. Now she's just shifting into like the more kind of generalized uh, wingnut welfare uh, like <laughs> sphere, where she knows there's money sloshing around over there on the right, and she's going to get herself some of it. I don't think she'll run again for anything. I think she'll just be doing this. She'll just be doing this grift for a very long time. And it'll be very profitable for her. So that's where we're at now. <laughs> Up next. They're always mad at video games and fucking movies and shit. But this time they mad at fucking Princess Peach. They ain't mad that Princess Peach is gender non-conforming or anything like that. But this is a wrong think with Anna Perez. Anna Perez, well... There's a dumb reason to be mad at a video game character. Now, you might be thinking, Anna, who cares? It's just some dumb movie. But you should care, and here's why. Because what they are doing is they're, they're trying to brainwash society to think that that's how women are supposed to be. And this is dangerous because then we have women who go out there who think they're men and they wind up getting hurt. They wind up getting raped. They wind up getting, because this is, who's going to consume this content? Well, young kids, right? It's a cartoon. Adults, unless you're a loser, you're probably not going to want to watch that, right? So, unless- Well, then why do you care about it? You're an adult. You're watching with your kids. But the reality is this has actual ramifications on society. Young women see stuff like this and it just brainwashes them to be a feminist, to be a badass feminist. And it's not realistic. R women are not as strong as men. Women aren't the ones who are going to go out there and be like, watch this. Let me kick ass. This like badass bitch culture is actually ruining women and it's ruining society and nobody knows where they stand anymore. So actually it has real consequences. I'm sick and tired of seeing unrealistic things like that. Please make her a helpless princess again, okay? That's uh, a lot more fitting for Princess Peach. Sorry, someone had to say it.
Princess Peach was only a damsel in distress in one video game. <clears throat> Remember, the princess is in another castle, and then after that, guess what? Princess Peach started kicking ass. I'm of the generation that got the Nintendo. Like, Princess Peach started kicking ass after the Super Mario Brothers. She just became a character. You whoop ass with Princess Peach going back fucking hell along. So, I don't know, this lady's clearly not a fan. Not a Princess Peach fan, not a Mario fan. Just mad. Knows like knows that she can try to do like a like a version of what the quartering's doing essentially. Although I think even the quartering is not stupid enough to try to like go after Princess Peach for not being a damsel in distress and having agency in the story. Even even fucking even the quartering's not going to do that shit. Here's uh, Charlie Kirk. He's going to talk about guns and uh, trade offs in regulation and uh, freedom. How's it going, Charlie? I'm Austin. Uh, I just had a question related to Second Amendment rights. We saw the shooting that happened uh, recently, and a lot of people are upset. But I'm seeing people argue for the other side that they want to take our Second Amendment rights away. Uh, how do we convince them that it's important to have the right to defend ourselves and uh, all that good stuff? Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you. So uh, I'm a big Second Amendment fan. But I think most politicians are cowards when it comes to defending why we have a Second Amendment. This is why I would not be a good politician, or maybe I would, I don't know, but because I, I actually speak my mind. The Second Amendment is not about hunting. I love hunting. The Second Amendment is not even about personal defense. That is important. The Second Amendment is there, God forbid, so that you can defend yourself against a tyrannical government. Yo, the government has drones and shit, Charlie. Come on. And if that talk scares you, Wow, that's radical, Charlie. I don't know about that. Well, then you have not really read any of the literature of our founding fathers. Yep. Number two, you've not read any 20th century history. You're just living in Narnia. <laughs> By the way, if you were actually living in Narnia, you would be wiser than wherever you're living because C.S. Lewis was really smart. So I don't know what, what alternative... Fuck C.S. Lewis. You, you just don't want to face reality that governments tend to get tyrannical and that if people need an ability to protect themselves and their communities and their families... Now, we must also be real. We must be honest with the population. Having an armed citizenry comes with a price. Wow. And, and that, that, that is part of liberty. Wow. Driving comes with a price. Yes. 50,000, 50,000, 50,000 people die on the road every year. Wow. That's a price. You get rid of driving, you'd have 50,000 less auto fatalities. But we have decided... But auto fatalities are going down. This is a bad uh, analogy. Auto fatalities are going down. Because of regulation, cars are safer now. Like, he's, this is stupid. That the benefit of driving, speed, accessibility, mobility, having products, services, is worth the cost of 50,000 people dying on the road. Wow. So we need to be very clear that you're not going to get gun deaths to zero. It will not happen. Right. You can significantly reduce them through having more fathers in the home. By having oh dog whistle, well, that's not even that's a foghorn at this point. Armed guards in front of schools. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yes. We, we we should have an honest and clear reductionist view of gun violence, but we should not have a utopian one. You will never live in a society when you have an armed citizenry and you won't have a single gun death. That is nonsense. It's drivel. But I am I I think it's I think it's worth it. I think it's worth to have a cost 
of, unfortunately, some gun deaths every single year so that we can have the Second Amendment to protect our other God-given rights. That is a prudent deal. It is rational. Nobody talks like this. They live in a complete alternate universe. So then how do you reduce? Very simple. People say, oh, Charlie, how do you stop school shootings? I don't know. How did we stop shootings at baseball games? Because we have armed guards outside of baseball games. That's why. How do we stop all the shootings at airports? We have armed guards outside of airports. How do we stop all the shootings at banks? We have armed guards. We haven't stopped the shooting. People rob banks with firearms all the time, dude. Outside of banks. Yo, last, I've, I can't remember the last time I went to a bank and it was like a fucking fortress. What is he talking about? Maybe like a security guard there who's just like fucking observe and report. How do we stop all the shootings at gun shows? Notice there's not a lot of mass shootings at gun shows. There's all these guns. Because everyone's armed. Well, then we should, it's a deliverance that there isn't like a mass shooting. At a, imagine what would happen if somebody started shooting at a gun show. Now, instead of somebody shooting, it would just be everybody shooting. It would be a fucking tragedy. I don't like the kind of people that go to gun shows, but my God. If our money and our sporting events and our airplanes wow. have armed guards, why don't our children? But some of the schools where this has happened have had armed guards. Some of the schools where this has happened have had fucking police. Like they call them school resource officers here in California. Some of these places had those things and it didn't prevent this, this shooting from happening. So that doesn't work either. <clears throat> just him talking about the cars is just like, there's nothing like, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe it's different in other states, but in California, very few things more regulated than driving cars like the rules around manufacture of cars, uh, sales of cars, licensing, insurance. There's probably nothing more regulated. And I don't think it's just California. I think it's like a lot of places where there's nothing in your life more regulated, I don't think, than your car. Lots of regulation going on with your car, baby. Up next, we got Roger Stone. Roger Stone apparently isn't doing so well. Um, he's on the MyPillow Guy Network. This is uh, Lindell.tv. And uh, yeah, Roger Stone broke which is, you know, not surprising and actually not very upsetting. We are completely and totally listener and viewer supported. So if you don't go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STONE, promo code STONE, uh, well, it's very difficult for us to finance uh, this show, not to mention pay our bills. Even uh, as we speak, Mrs. Stone is on the phone with our health insurance provider who uh, last Friday, for reasons we don't understand, uh, attempted to uh, cancel our health insurance. Did you not pay for the health insurance <clears throat> or did they just be like, I don't want to do business with these fucking people anymore. These people are fucked. Like, is he out there? Is he out there uh, advocating for a single payer system where nobody can cancel your uh, health insurance? I don't think so. He's not for that, right? Because then people he doesn't like would get health care. I understand if we had a universal health care that Roger Stone would always have health care, and I'm still for it, even though I don't like Roger Stone. I mean, I don't think he should die from not having health care or whatever. So everybody, you knew it was coming. <clears throat> this week, Matt Taibbi quit Twitter. <laughs> Mehdi Hassan made Matt Taibbi quit Twitter. I just have two clips of the uh, 
of the interview. It didn't go well for Matt Taibbi. Uh, it's because Matt Taibbi is a fraud, a hack, and a stenographer for an asshole billionaire now. Any good work he may have done in the past is just fucking irrelevant at this point. You talk a lot about the election integrity project in the Twitter files, which Stanford and the University of Washington founded to monitor attacks on our elections. Um, and you say some stuff about them that a lot of your critics say is not true, and that affects your credibility. You said the EIP was founded in response to the government dropping its proposal for a disinformation government. Well, there you are. We're quoting you on screen. It wasn't. It was formed two years earlier. Uh, you suggest it was government-funded, even though during the 20 election, 2020 election that you're covering, it wasn't. Uh, you say they labeled 22 million tweets as misinformation in the run-up to the 2020 vote. They didn't. Uh, they, got, they flagged 3,000 election misinformation information tweets for labeling. So you were only 21,997,000 off. And you also um, claim the EIP was, let me finish the question. You can come back in. You also claim the EIP was partnered with the government cybersecurity and infrastructure agency, CISA, to censor Twitter. But you mix up CISA, CISA, a Homeland Security Agency, with the Center for Internet Security, the CIS, which is a nonprofit. In fact, you added an A to CIS. I think people can see it there uh, in brackets. Uh, to make that false claim. It's just error after error, Matt, on just this one That's topic. But the other, but the, the other ones aren't. Uh, no, no, the, the, the 22 million number came from their own report? Yeah, where did the, it, it came from a report in March. Tw- do you know what the 22 million number is, Matt? Can you tell me? Because we checked. 22 million is the number of tweets about election misinformation that were just that they just mapped. How many tweets were they? The ones they actually flagged to Twitter before the election, 22 million came after the election. It wasn't in the run-up. They flagged 3,000. So you were off by 21,997,000. I, 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 I stand by my story. You stand by what story? You stand by... T- <laughs> I don't care. I stand by my story. Oh, this is amazing. <clears throat> so <clears throat> the other thing that happened here is uh, Matt Taibbi like challenged Mehdi Hassan to have him on the show. And then Mehdi Hassan had him on his show. 22 million were flagged in the run up to the election, even though that number came in March 2021, which was after the election. No, that's this came in their report after the election which was about some some total of tweets that they counted on the election. What they flagged to Twitter was 2,980 tweets, I believe. So that's nowhere near 22 million. Uh, Come on, what? You got something wrong. You got CISA wrong. Why did you add A? Okay, Matt, why did you add A in square brackets? Do you understand why people worry about... I actually thought that. And why didn't you fix it? I just checked the tweet before I came on air. It's been three weeks since it was flagged to you. Why not fix it? Do you not have editors at the record? I didn't realize that until now. Why would you... Well, like the, the he's like the questions here kind of do assume that Matt Taibbi is like an honest broker or like a person who was married to the facts. No, these Twitter files were <clears throat> spoon fed. This was spoon fed information to a few journalists by a billionaire who wanted to, I don't know, uh, go after, I guess, people he doesn't like the former management at Twitter. Okay, and what about the date? You got the date wrong when it was found. You said it was founded in response to the disinformation board. That was last year. Well, because Stamos is saying in the, in the video that, uh, you know, we were sort of created to fill the gaps. Uh, no, no, that's not, that's not what you say in the tweet. That's not what you say in the tweet. You say, SIO was created in 2018. No, no, no. You say, this is what you say, that it would, the EIP was created after the public uproar paused the disinformation board. That's wrong. You need to correct that as well, don't you? After the... Uh, 
That's what no. your words. You take to quote you. After public uproar paused the Orwellian Disinformation Governance Board, Stanford created the EIP. That's wrong. <laughs> well, uh, that's what they say. I, 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 uh, my, well, you my could check. You, could check you don't need sources, Matt. You could check the EIP website. It says it was created in 2020. Well, that's the date that I just said. And the, the Disinformation Board was 2022. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then that is an error. <laughs> I don't know why he thought that he should go on this guy's show. There's like the only decent person over there at fucking uh, <laughs> MSNBC. This is the only person who was going to ever put anybody's feet to the fire in this way. Like, but the point is, and like, I mean, we covered uh, on the Intellectual Dollar Tree this past week. Uh, Sam Harris had on a uh, Barry Weiss and Michael Schellenberger, and they even like they described the situation the, the 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 situation when they were given access to Twitter's information. They were like put in a room that Elon Musk had like set up, and they were given laptops from Elon Musk. They were only allowed to like look up things in that room. They were given information by like some third party at like midnight about like the things they were looking up. It's all, it was all really weird to listen to. So <clears throat> like these people, they knew what they were doing. And <clears throat> it, this just goes to show that um, Matt Taibbi is stupid because <clears throat> one of two things is true. He either didn't know what he was doing and doesn't know what he's doing. And he's a bad reporter or he did know what he was doing. And he's too stupid to know that he shouldn't go out and try to like act like he did something other than what he was doing. It could be some combination of the two, but I think this guy just get, <clears throat> because he got like the attention of uh, a rich billionaire and a bunch of like horrible people on Twitter are like, Oh yeah, you're fighting the power. He thought that he was just going to be able to go in there and handle this guy. And it, that's not what happened. So here's another clip. This is one where he uh, flatly refuses to, uh, <laughs> criticize Elon Musk in any way, which I also rather telling if you ask me. Would you like to criticize Musk now? No, I don't. I don't particularly want to. Um, I, it, look, okay. I didn't. I didn't criticize him really before, uh, and I think that what the Twitter files are uh, is a step in the right direction. Um, but it's the same Twitter that he's running right now. I disagree with him. If you want to ask, I, I think understood, Matt. Well, I'll ask you a specific one. You, you, no, ask, you ask me specific. the no, 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 no. It's not Listen. in bad faith, Matt. Sorry. You That's say that Twitter... Is. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish uh, my... As soon as somebody accuses someone else of bad faith, they've just... They're, they're, I just disregard anything they're saying. <clears throat> These accusations of, like, bad faith are always like, you're saying something I don't like. You're asking a question I don't like. You're asking the question I don't like in a way that I don't like. That's all that a bad faith, like, accusation is. It isn't... It isn't... Because otherwise, if you if you think that you know that... Then you're reading their mind. You know that they're not that they don't believe what they're saying or whatever, and that's impossible. So yeah, fuck accusations of good and bad. Fuck good and bad faith altogether in public conversations. Question: You're saying that he's good for Twitter and good for speech. I'm saying he's using Twitter to help one of the most right wing governments in the world censor speech. I will criticize that. Will you? I have to do. I have to look at the story first. I'm not looking at it now. Hold on, hold on. I I, I posted the story two weeks ago. You tweeted well, at me. Invite. I don't watch the Mehdi Hassan show. You do actually. You do because you tweeted at me saying, "Invite me on the show, and I'll tell you my views." Here you are. Oh, what you, is your view? I, I on, there it is. You, 
There it is, look. Yeah, and you said, look, we'll read your words. Why don't you invite me on your show to talk about it since you're so absolutely sure of what I'll say? You're right, I'm not sure. What is your view on Musk working with Modi to censor speech? That's I'd have what to you ask him you, about the particulars about it. But listen, th- this came up the first time. Uh, I think it was Twitter files number six when when you said uh, after this, this was a big one that we had done about the relationship between Twitter, the FBI and the DHS. And as that story came out, you were giving me a hard time about tweeting through it, I think was the, was the quote, essentially, yeah. <laughs> you don't, so essentially you're arguing that this information was not in the public interest that I somehow shouldn't have done this story that I'd worked hard on, uh, because Elon Musk tweeted something. You don't think that's no, a banned journalist. I think if no, hold, hold on, Matt, if you're doing a story about free speech on Twitter and the head of Twitter bans journalists. Yeah, I think most people, by the way, Barry Weiss, your partner in crime on that. You're sorry, your colleague, your reporter. Sorry for that euphemism. Your reporting colleague. She actually did call him out. So it's weird that Barry Weiss had more integrity on that. Some might argue your critics might say than you did. Yeah, that's it. Is it actually pretty weird if Barry Weiss has more integrity than you do? I, because Barry Weiss, I find to be a person of very low integrity. <clears throat> From the from the first time we ever I ever really heard about her when she did that article on the intellectual dark web. Remember when they all stood in front of the fucking plant with like fuck smoke behind it, like it was an episode of the X Files. To the time she lied about why she quit uh, her job at the New York Times, she's been a dishonest person who doesn't seem to doesn't seem to care actually if the things she's saying are true or not. Um, based on my observation, and I mean I'm a pretty biased source. I don't like any of these people, but <clears throat> it's. It's fun watching somebody like Matt Taibbi kind of get his comeuppance here. Um, and the best part is that he ended up quitting, quitting Twitter and that Elon Musk is now long, now no longer his friend because he wasn't able to go up there and defend Elon. Because Elon probably wanted Matt to go in there with the express like purpose of defending Elon's honor. And Matt was unable to do that because Elon Musk doesn't have a lot of honor to defend. He's a giant piece of shit, too. So it just didn't work out so well, I don't think. And um, good on... Uh, Good on, good on song and good on Matt for challenging the guy to have him on the show. That was great. He's like, oh, I don't know anything about that. He's like, well, then why did you want to come on the show to talk about it? Which was the, the burner question of the whole thing. Cause Matt's like, oh, have me on your show. I'll give you my view. Then he had him on his show and he's like, I don't know anything about the subject matter. I don't know enough about it to give my view. That was amazing. Fuck. Yeah. Every once in a while that one of the cable networks does a good job. And uh, this time, uh, shout out to Mehdi Hassan and his uh, producers over there at M- MSNBC. They did a very good job. We got two more stories. We might not make it to the exact two-hour point here, but I've been sitting here for a very long time. We've been powering through this docket, and we got to every story, which we never do. Uh, this is Jimmy Dore, uh, the last real progressive. So there's been a debate about whether kids should go to school or not, and unequivocally, kids should go to school. There's no doubt about it, and people who are afraid of that are people who don't know the science and are quaking in their boots over COVID because they're ingesting and believing the big pharma-funded propaganda that's coming from their corporate news, and it's coming from Dr. Fauci. And now a guy who's usually wrong about everything gets this one right. This is is funny to me to see the people who are getting this wrong uh, and the people who are getting it right. Uh, school closures were a catastrophic, catastrophic error. This is in New York magazine. It said school. Oh, here he is fucking, here he is fucking error. like touting Jonathan, Jonathan Chait. Jonathan Chait is one of those fucking weird race and IQ people who then went and, uh, fucking decided he was going to COVID grift. 
error, progressives still haven't reckoned with it. Sometimes you need to own up to an error so it's not repeated. And this is by Jonathan Chait, who got to tell you, that guy is, I got to tell you, he's good. 24 hours in a day, he's wrong 23 of them. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. So he must have wrote this on his 24th hour and he got this one right. The other was deference to teacher unions who were organizing to keep schools closed. Those strands combined in a refusal to acknowledge the scale or importance of losing in-person learning with a moralistic insistence that anybody who disagreed was callous about death or motivated by greed. I got this coming. In. I had comedian, my comedian friends, comedians who are supposed to be skeptics and cynic repeating big pharma fucking propaganda. Which I ones? Fear. At me on social media. And I was, they, oh, Jimmy, you, you think kids should be in school? That you don't care about that. You don't care about long COVID. You don't care about kids. You don't care about anything. You grifter. That's all I could say. And they're 100% wrong on the facts and the science. But there, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't suggest that they were wrong about you being a grifter. The Chicago Teachers Union, one of the more radical unions, did stage a strike, but it was, I like radical unions, by the way. Just uh, not if they're full of teachers. You like the police union now, probably. Met with firm opposition from the Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and the strike ended quickly. But the source of the sentiment has not disappeared. The Democratic Party's left-wing vanguard is continuing to flay critics of school closings as neoliberal ghouls carrying out the bidding of the billionaire class. It's the exact opposite. Now... Jimmy Dore is like a neoliberal ghoul carrying out the bidding of the uh, the, ca the capitalist class now, for sure. He may be uh, doing some uh, lefty uh, window dressing on what he's doing, but he and it's it's been a long time that he's been doing this. He's been do he's been doing this same shit for a very long time, and uh, you know he's just doubling down on it at every point. He's uh, he's well within his rights to do it. I don't really care. You know, whatever. Fuck Jimmy Dore. We got one more story before we go into red light. We're probably going to go into red light a few minutes early tonight, but that's okay because I have a lot of great shit for red light. This is uh, Candace Owens talking about George Soros. I have this theory, and just looking at everything that he's done, it, it seems very bizarre that he has such hatred for really the people that liberated him, right? <laughs> if if yeah. he believed that the Nazis were so backwards and were so awful, how could he then spend his life having such contempt for Americans? Why would he be trying to foster the end of America? Why would he be wanting the cities to be crime-filled and releasing criminals onto the street via his district attorneys? It doesn't make sense. And so I said to myself, is it plausible that he was actually sympathetic to the Nazis because he was taken care of and he was protected and maybe he saw them through a different vein. I mean, your childhood, anybody's childhood has a very serious impact on their on their lives. The way that you think it's very difficult to get over the lessons that you learn from your childhood. And I'm wondering if he came out of that and was at all sympathetic to the Jewish people or if he was more sympathetic to people that took care of him throughout that uh, horrible tragedy of the Nazis occupying Hungary. Yeah, I mean, that's actually one of the things I get asked a lot is like, what motivates this guy? Because we can, you know, the defund the police, the rogue prosecutors, it's a controlled experiment in a certain type of political policy, and it is unquestionably a failure. So it's like, well, Soros is a data-driven guy, his background's in finance, he's made billions of all people, he's probably better at analyzing data than I am, So, which means he knows the truth. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the Occam's razor answer is the simplest one, which is he's just an evil guy. And what the exact you know reason was, we, we don't exactly know. But 
So Occam's razor actually isn't the simplest answer because if you just do that, then you, whatever you come up with and whatever you intuit or whatever would be Occam's razor. Occam's razor is the answer that requires the least number of assumptions is probably the right one. It's not just the simplest one. People have like destroyed that concept. Um, George Soros, when he was a young, a child and a teenager was not killed by the Nazis uh, because he unfortunately had to fucking play along. That's terrifying. He very rarely talks about it, but you can find interviews where he talks about it. And uh, he wasn't no sympathy. He wasn't sympathetic to them. He just, as as you do as a person, especially as a young person, you don't want to die. And so he did what he had to do to not die. Um, pretty tragic his story. Actually, it's not. It's not at all what these people are painting it as um not a big fucking george soros stan um don't really don't wish any harm on him but i don't think he's like a great guy or whatever he made he's a hedge fund guy and i guess he's using his money to support what he thinks are good causes the uh, turning points usa people and the fucking daily wire people sure don't seem to mind it when uh, rich dudes and rich ladies uh prop up conservative causes but if it's a Jewish guy propping up liberal causes, well, he must have agreed with the Nazis. That's, it is what it is. So we're going to go into red light just a couple minutes early here. Not really, because the show's been almost two hours long. Uh, thanks, live viewers. Thanks, podcast listeners, if you've made it this far. Uh, best way to support this pro project now is at eplex.store. There's a Patreon-like subscription service there. If you're a Twitch sub, you get a discount on that. You get all the perks that the patrons get. And you get a discount on anything in our shop. And if you're a Patreon user and you don't want to sign up for something new, that's fine. Uh, Patreon.com slash Echoplex. If you are a patron and you want a discount in the shop, just hit us up. We'll give you, we'll give you a code. We'll give you a code. Anyway, that's been the Plex. This is a live show every Sunday. And uh, we'll be back with Red Light in a couple minutes. This is Boomers by Periscope. I can't believe I sat here for two fucking hours without a break.
Megaplex Media is live Wednesday through Sunday on Twitch. Shows start at 7 or 9 p.m. Pacific. You can get our whole schedule at echoplexmedia.com. Make sure to follow us, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Enjoy the show.